Welcome to the Venue Solutions Podcast, where we talk about everything data center, information technology, cybersecurity, and more. I'm William, Venue's data center sales engineer and one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Eric Malatesta, Venue Data Center Infrastructure Manager and also one of your hosts. And I'm Michael Faisley, Venue's Network Infrastructure Manager and Cybersecurity Specialist. And I'm also one of your hosts. This is Venue Podcast number 72 for June 16th, 2021. In this podcast, we discuss stellar customer experience with Venue's own Karan Cooper and Bart Kennedy. Enjoy. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, Will. Well, welcome to another venue podcast. Um, we're here this morning. Here. Yeah, it's uh, we're doing we're doing another one right off the heels of uh, our last podcast, number seventy one uh, on on passwords. So we kind of wanted to get another one in um, this month. So uh, here we are. So today we're going to talk to a couple of special guests. It's not just me and Faisley and Eric anymore on the podcast. We have some special guests. Uh, one has actually been on a podcast here recently, uh, which is Karan Cooper. Morning. And uh, Karan, how are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. But we do have a new person who's never been on a podcast. I don't think we've had this person on a podcast ever before. So um, this morning we want to introduce Bart Kennedy, who is Venue's Director of Customer Experience or Customer Service. So we're glad to have you here, Bart. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, and I think today actually we're all remote. I'm I'm from I'm working from home. I think uh, Eric and Faisley are both at home. Karan is at home, and and Bart, you're the only one who's technically at a venue location. You're over at our Shreveport data center today, right? That is correct. Awesome. So anyhow, uh, yeah. The, so let's get started. So on our podcast today, we want to talk about something that we. We kind of have already, we, we talk about in all our podcasts to some degree, and this is maybe not a, a purely technical podcast. This is going to be a little bit something different. Um, but today we're going to talk about what is customer experience? What is good customer experience? What is good customer service? So this is a little bit different from our normal technical or cybersecurity um, podcast. This is going to be focusing on what we do for customer experience and customer service. I think you're right. Well, we, we talk about this all the time. I mean, customer experience is, is something that, you know, every facet of our, our job has to do with because if, if customers are happy, they don't come back to us or to any, you know, Dell, uh, Apple, whoever you are out there. Right. So, so all those, all those clients and all those venues out there, they all have to, to have a good ex- customer experience or the clients don't come back. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So Bart, let's talk, let's, let's kind of introduce yourself. Let's tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for, for your day, for your day job, right? What do you do? <laughs> you know, what is your role here at Venue and, and how it impacts um, customer service? Obviously, Karan working as our delivery services manager, he is literally front line uh, with our customers. But can you explain a little bit about what you do, Bart, and what your role here is at Venue? Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me say again, thank you guys for having me. I know this is probably a little bit of a twist, uh, having a non-technical uh, podcast. So we appreciate uh, having the opportunity to speak to you today. Um, you know, what is customer experience? It's 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 everything Eric said, plus some, you know, it's everything from when a client or a prospect first 
knocks on our door virtually or gives us a phone call or does a query uh, to our website to an engagement to yourself as pre-sales architecting to a sales deal, uh, the inside the entire life cycle that includes in project management, delivery of that project through all of our operations teams. And then you get into a support maintenance role and then you obviously work towards a renewal, you know, and so the life cycle never stops and it continuously goes around. And so the entire uh, episode of that experience is what, what what do I call the customer experience? It, it encompasses the emotions and the thoughts and the decisions that a client will have through the life period of their contract with you. Uh, and so you want that to be good throughout from the start to the end and then start over again. And so like any critical... And Bart, okay. I think your role is 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 kind of is cool because, you know, you talk you actually straddle basically three pieces of that, right? So you you you're in charge of a team of first line uh, mm-hmm. engineers that you know work for Cron. You're also in charge of a group of uh, client service managers that call and work with clients and see where they're at with their with their. Uh, world with us as well as well as their world outside of us as well as you also do project management which so all three of these big pieces come together straight through you yeah yeah exactly thank you for that that's exactly where i was headed is just just to say uh through all of that um our teams uh touch a part of all of that and so um we're, we're excited to do that the thing i always tell people is um you know i'm usually kind of uh sitting in the situation where i love to talk to the people and most people love to talk about the products right and so um it's ex- it's exciting to me i have a passion about it uh and again the role as you said it, it covers uh project management uh and pro- account management uh and sales it even even cover some of our special uh, clients. And so uh, I'm, I'm very excited about this, having this opportunity to speak to you guys today about this product. Awesome. We look forward yeah. to talking. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, you know, some of the things that we talk about when we talk about, you know, customer experience or customer support, we talk about really, you know, consistency and excellence, right? Trying, trying to be as, um, consistent with our delivery as as we can to customers right whether that's in technical support or pre-sales or even sales process right so trying to stay you know consistent with our our, all of our customer base from start to finish whether that's huge big large customers right down to uh, some of the smaller customers that are maybe just consuming a small service that we, you know, small, but maybe not insignificant service that we provide to customers, like maybe it's, you know, email or something like this. So we try to take the same approach uh, to the customer experience. And many many people look at it this way, whether they're a large customer or a small customer, right? We try to keep this consistently through our, our base. Well, I think it's a great point. I mean, you, you think about, you know, uh, larger companies than, than us, you know, they, they negative publicity, whether the client's consuming a penny from them or consider are consuming a billion dollars from someone is still negative publicity, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the consistency uh, of how we handle, we as, as an industry handle, uh, uh our clients and our work is, is critical and is you never think to yourself, well, it's just this, you know, this $5 client, you know, because that $5 client is talking about us and talking about Apple and Microsoft and, you know, uh, IBM and anything else out there, you know? Um, so, so, so 
customer experience across the world has become a big deal, right? So you, you and especially in the modern day, right? So people are blogging and they're Instagramming and they're tweeting and they're doing all these things that can draw positive influences to things, but they can also bring negative. And you know, as well oh, as yeah. me, if you have a million positive experiences and you have these 10 negative experiences, people will hone in on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the thing is also when you, when you do have, you know, we want to acknowledge the good things we do, right? We want to take time to, you know, when this, and I say we, I mean, this goes really to, to any, any technical or any industry, any, yeah. industry right? Not just necessarily yeah. data center, but you do want to acknowledge when you do good stuff, right? You want to pat yourself on the back, but you also want to use the bad things because inevitably mistakes will make, will be made. You know, we're, we're all human, at least for now, right? We haven't replaced ourselves with cyborg brains, although, you know, I'm in line for that when it comes up, right? Um, but, you know, we have to acknowledge when we do make mistakes and make sure that we address those. And, you know, we, we, we look at the bad things that happen or if something falls through the cracks, we look at these, we acknowledge them, and then we try to do our best to make sure they never happen again, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, to that point, customers are, I mean, always very um, grateful and appreciative when we own up to, to a mistake, right? Rather than trying to, you know, sweep something under the rug or, you know, skimp on the details. If, if we're upfront and forward and say, Hey, look, here's what happened. We apologize. Here's what we did to, to, you know, get you back online as, as quickly as possible or whatever it, it may have been. Um, there's never been an instance where, the customer, um, you know, has, has not said, Hey, I, I really appreciate you being upfront with that, with, with us on that subject and, and letting us know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even, even for me, it's a, like, I, I can use in a perfect example of, uh, of some support I got literally on a heater. I bought, like I bought a, a heater to plug into a wall. Right. And the thing kept tripping kept tripping itself and kept just having all these weird issues and, and would go into these error states and we called support. And that lady on the other end of the line, after she did a few, maybe, maybe 30 minutes worth of troubleshooting with us, she says, you know what? I know how to fix this problem. I'm going to ship you a new one. Now we're like, uh, okay. Right. So she's going to ship us a new one. Right. So that's kind of how the conversation ends in the mail comes the new one, right? This big box comes in. We're like, Oh cool. We got a new one. We can package up the old ones, ship it back. Right. With all these things, we pull out the box and guess what? It's like three grades better. Oh, wow. Right. She, she literally, so we would call the lady and say, Hey, I think we had a mistake. You send us the wrong one. She says, no, look, you know, we don't want you to be unhappy. You know, uh, here's your new heater. Good luck. Now they package up the other one and send it back to us. Nice. And, and look, what did we end up doing? We bought another one. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, when, you, when, when I, it's, it's really good when you see customers or, or, or companies do that where they, they go above and beyond to make sure customers happy because when a customer is happy, they literally, um, you know, will, will, will want to continue to do work with you. Right. Um, I know we, we use, uh, remember the shoe company? I mean, they're still around Zappos, right? They they actually tell their customer services people, you know, solve the customer problem, but spend a couple of minutes on the phone with the customer talking about, about anything, right? Kind of play part psychologist, right? And they found that actually, um, uh, customer service people that actually do that actually have a more positive impact to the customer. Uh, 
which is amazing. And I actually recently uh, experienced this with a customer I was working with on Office 365, right? We were talking about a migration from um, Venue's Hex environment, our hosted exchange to Office 365. And we went through the support parameters. We made sure everything was buttoned up on, on timelines and when we're doing what. And literally, I stayed on the phone with the customer. We started talking about something. It was about general technology, and it ended up going back to, like, what was your first computer, right? And we ended up staying on the phone for probably about 20 minutes, and the customer was just so excited about talking, you know, outside of just work that, um, you know, he finished the call, and he's like, William, you know, I really had a good time talking to you, and I can't wait to, to, to get this moved over, you know, and move, move, you know, do the migration. So at the end of the day, in his mind, it's, it's a very, it was a very positive experience, and that leaves um, lasting impact on our customers. Sure, sure. I mean, I had a similar experience back. I mean, I can't even remember how long ago this was, 15 years ago. Uh, I had called Microsoft for some support, and I ended up getting this gentleman on the phone from Dallas, and we're talking, and we had we were running some tools that were doing this work, and they're going to run, you know, an hour. They're, the tool is just going to run, yeah. right? So he didn't put me on mute. He just starts chatting with me. Turns out we had a lot of things in common. He was a soccer player. He, he enjoyed uh, World Cup, and literally, it, it, literally at one point after we were in, now this was a long phone call, like literally like forty eight hour kind of thing. At one point, he's like, "Well, we're going to meet in Atlanta. We're going to FIFA together." Oh, nice. I mean, this was you know way above and beyond what he had to do for me for a job. I had this little small exchange server with, you know, I don't know, hundred gigabytes of data, which seemed so big at the time, right. Uh, that he was helping me restore. And, and he, it, we just ended up that, that, that experience to this day reminds me how, Hey, I don't mind calling Microsoft. They got, they got, they got nice people there. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, so definitely, you know, the, that personal touch is, is important. I think Karan and Bart would, would agree on that, right, guys? That, that you know, having that kind of, um, you know, partnership with the customers is important. Go ahead, Karan. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Just, just the, the, the reference of spending more time with the customer and fostering a relationship with them. I, I know Bart would agree with this as well. We both believe in, you know, relationship over revenue. If you actually treat that customer um, like they're a part of your own and you're going to take care of them like your own, most likely the psychology towards you is going to be, hey, I trust you. And if I trust you, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to spend with you. Um, and there's not going to really be a problem with me um, staying with you. You know, loyalty for sure. What do you think, Bart? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I totally believe it's like any critical relationship you have. Um, you know, it, it requires consistency. It requires being proactive. Uh, it requires having a listening ear. And and one of the things I push to all the guys is uh, having a listening ear to want to help, not necessarily having a listening ear waiting for your turn to talk. Because um, when you really hear and empathize with what's going on, man, you can, like all of y'all have said, uh, clients really are drawn to that when you treat them as human and not just uh, another client or another number. And so um, it's gone as far as one of our larger clients is uh, giving us the compliment that, look, I, I trust you guys so much. You guys are transparent. You're honest. You're upfront. You're accountable. Um, we look at you guys like you're one of our own internal team members, you know, a very trusted uh, asset, asset of the organization. Um, and so that was a huge compliment. We've gotten that from a number of large clients. And so uh, we truly view that the relationship will lead to the renewal uh, and so forth. And so, um, 
when people know that you hear them and you empathize to them, they do very much open up to you and you're able to actually meet their needs with our plethora of products that we have thanks to you guys. And so, um, yeah, it's very exciting for us to to be turning the, the curve on on improving, uh, you know, customer experience, being aware of it, uh, which leads into, you know, how do we know we're doing well? Right. And eventually you start having questions put out through surveys or phone calls or the account managers uh, make some calls. And so um, some people don't like to be bothered. Uh, as you guys know, I'm sure all of us hate to see uh, sometimes those surveys. Some people are responsive to them. Um, and what we've also learned is you have to know your client. Some people, if n- no news is good news. If they don't, if they're not knocking your door down, if they're not emailing you or calling you, uh, they haven't responded to anything. Sometimes that just means you're doing your job. And so you have to know that client, but it's important for us to get feedback um, from them as well. And don't just assume because uh, we want to, we want to hit the nail on the head for what they were looking for, not only in our products, but in how we handle them day in and day out. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I find that people are more, so I think when it comes to like surveys and um, feedback. I think customers are more apt to give you feedback when they're enjoying the experience. So, and that kind of ties back to the personal touch, right? If, if you, if, if the end, if the, the technical support person or the service person is actually enjoying their job, they're not, uh, you know, working under, I mean, sometimes we work under pressure, right? And we have to like, uh, be our own psychologist to, you know, to manage, manage the stress of, of some of the work we do sometimes. But as long as the work we're doing is fun, we're enjoying the work, right? Um, that we're enjoying, whether it's the mundane stuff or, or doing, you know, highly specialized or technical detailed work. As long as we're enjoying it, <clears throat> the customers can, can pick up on that, right? And then when they, when I find that customers are filling out or get requests for feedback and service, they're usually more, um, more willing to give honest feedback. I mean, I know that with my own experience, when I get, when, when companies like Apple or, uh, what, you know, whatever, uh, send me surveys after going to an Apple store or buying something online, I'm usually very um, positive on my feedback m- most all of the time because I'm getting great customer service. And the feeling I get when I leave the store or finish doing whatever is usually positive. So, um, you know, not always uh, in all cases where you have a positive, you know, positive experience, the world, you know, is too complex for that. But I find that, um, you know, when you do your best to try and have the customer feel good at the end of the day and actually feel like they're, they're getting value from you, that's where the positive uh, feedback comes back. And, 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 and along those lines, William, I, I try to do when I have a negative experience, you know, I try when I, I when I, send in my negative experience to, to whomever I'm dealing with. I try to do my best to say, to avoid things like you're horrible. Right. Yeah. I try to do a better job of just explaining what happened and why I'm unhappy, not, not use generic terms because, you know, you, 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 any of us can get on those large retailers on the internet and read the one star reviews and the five star reviews and whatnot. And the, and the one star reviews typically go something like this. This product stinks. It's horrible. Don't right, buy it. right. They're not right. usually giving accurate feedback. It's just a very yeah, it's, yeah. see, and that's the thing is they're 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 conveying that feeling, right? Rather than stopping and maybe saying, "Okay, I love your company. I love what you do. Most of the time, I have good experiences. Here's where a bad experience it is," and they go into that's detail, right. right? 
That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so I try to, I try to do the same thing with, with, with my replies and, and I try to do the same thing with our own clients and, and anyone that I'm dealing with, you know, and being in the service world, when I'm dealing with service people out in the world, I always try to give them my honest opinion, you know, Hey, it didn't go the way I thought it would go. I, I'm not really happy. It doesn't mean I don't like you. I mean, I just wasn't happy with this call or whatever it was. Right. So, right. but that, that's, that negative, uh, experience can be positive for the the person on the other end, right? Because they can learn something from that, right? Yeah, yeah. And it and it can also be positive for future customers. That's right. right. If you give that feedback, that that honest and and constructive feedback to an organization, other customers hopefully will not encounter that same thing in the future, right? So it's, it's helpful to more people than just the organization that you're giving that feedback to. It, it can possibly be helpful to, um, you know, other future customers that, that consume that same service or that, that same product. So once again, like Bart was saying earlier, it's kind of a full circle. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I, I did have a question for Bart, like what, what do we see if if anything as as kind of the future of customer experience we've we've talked about kind of what it looks like today is is there anything kind of on the horizon or just general trends where where a lot of customer experience is is focusing um Absolutely. Uh, great question. And thank you. So um, to you all tech nerds out there, um, you know, AI is coming into the c- uh, customer experience world like you wouldn't believe. Um, there are now companies out there that have products on the market that are doing these intellectual agent correspondence and, and communications to where you have difficulty determining if it's a human or if it's a not a human on the other side. Um, they're detecting, you know, breathing patterns. They're detecting the type of questions you ask. They're detecting your gender, their time of day, and they're doing all of this analysis uh, on the back end with compute, you know, power. And then they're making some real-time decisions about routing based off the services you have. So um, they're just trying to take customer experience, like all products, to the next level. Obviously, keeping costs down and having the experience go better. Um, so it's amazing what's out there already on the market today as far as, you know, you think of cars and you think of computers and you think of all of these home products that have all this intelligence in it um, that is automated. But customer experience is right there with it. Um, you just got to do a little looking below the surface to see. And it's out there. Now, I'm not saying it's cost effective for everyone, uh, but it's certainly coming to where there's going to be a lot more intelligence put into these phone calls and to these emails uh, to the point where you won't be able to tell what's on the other end. So that's interesting because it it's a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, maybe a catch-22, right? It, it Using AI can certainly be a benefit, but you lose that personal touch, no, which, which we were talking about earlier. I'm, I'm sure I, see, I, I, don't I know. stole that I, right out of Will's mouth. See, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the deep fake Michael Faisley, right? And I can, like, you know, make him say anything I want. You know, we'll, we'll put him in front of customers and he'll do his thing, right? Yeah, but I think some of that, I mean, Michael, in, in defense of what Bart's saying, I I understand where you're coming from, but but at the same time, if, if an AI person can get the simple questions asked very quickly, documented and into the troubleshooting system so that when the human picks it up, those questions are already avoided, right? Um, I think that there's some benefit to that. Yeah, sure, I think I, there's still I, a lot I agree. of... It's just... 
I think there's still a lot. I think there's still a lot of work that needs to happen on the artificial intelligence <laughs> side. I mean, when I call places, I still go. You know, it'll say, "Hi, am I? How may I help you?" And I'll go, "I'd like to speak with someone." <laughs> because <laughs> it's like how hi can i help you today you know i'm like okay just can i hit number nine and just talk to a normal human being but i think there'll be a day where we can hit nine to talk to a human being and it's going to go back to someone that's like okay is this a real person or you know but today you still hear that little thing in the background <laughs> that you know okay yeah. it's trying to process something yeah. Yeah. They're going to be doing real time responses. They're going to be doing intelligent routing. And I guarantee you there's a day coming where it will not be so obvious. Right. And so, well, to your point about what you'd lose in that, honestly, you lose all the banter. You lose all the talk about what you have in common. You lose all the stuff you guys were talking about earlier. Um, that's a part of building that relationship. So um, I do agree. There's not all just pros to it. There are some cons to it because you couldn't chit chat. You can't talk about hobbies. You can't laugh and cut up um, because uh, that that just probably won't happen uh, in that situation. So you might lose some of that relationship, but boy, as far as routing and intelligent uh, routing and determining urgency and what's critical and where to get you for the real help, it could have some, some pros. So, so, so well, Eric, so Eric, I'll just have my AI talk to your AI and then we'll go do something else <laughs> like, you know, go drinking or something. Right. Right. There we go. We solve more problems this way. Well, Bart, along the same lines, I mean, where, where do you see the importance or the, the future of the social media attached with, with customer experience? Boy, um, is there an end to that? So what's funny, um, I am not a big social media user, uh, but I know that two things right now are starting to creep up on every conversation that I have with my friends and your, and you, you guys, the coworkers. The, uh, the Facebook situation and the app, the neighborhood app, uh, I don't know if you guys are all familiar with that, uh, but the neighborhood app, people are talking about everything from how their experiences was at the grocery store, even to their day in jobs about what vendors they've dealt with. Like, so um, to your point earlier in the conversation to where you do need to have a good experience with your with your customers and your prospects from start to finish, because you never know where they're going to share information about you, not just to their friends, but certainly on social media, certainly on Facebook and the neighborhood app. And, and you have to be constantly aware of that. It's, it's very intriguing on how open somebody will share about on social media about you that they won't say to your face or to the actual. Yeah. And that's, that's brand. good. And, that's good and bad. I think, is it next door you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. No, that's actually really true. I mean, you'll you'll actually hear more people, which is kind of good and kind of bad, because I think, you know, sometimes a person won't really tell you what they're saying or thinking face to face or maybe know how to articulate themselves. But online is pretty much, you know, all things. There's no holes barred. Right. They'll just start right. you know, going off. And sometimes that's good and bad. Sometimes it's good and that the person can be transparent to a certain degree and just get their feelings out. And another way it's bad because, you know, sometimes people will say things online that they wouldn't say face to face. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You just have to be aware of that constantly. Right. So um, it was a great question, though, because as we all know, people tend to be, as you said, a little bit more brave there and maybe cross the line, whereas they wouldn't normally in a professional manner. And yeah. so we certainly don't want people learning from us in a negative one negative experience versus the 99 that were excellent that we're doing on the, on the covers, you know, on the, on the, uh, well-documented and well-published. And so you just have to be conscientious of that at all times. That's why it's so important that every interaction with every client is the most important thing you're doing in that minute. But also yep. like you were just touching on the negative piece, think about the positive piece and take Eric's example about the heater 
uh, that, right. that he had earlier, right? He he had a fantastic experience. So you know, coming off off of a a really great experience like that, if he's talking to one of his friends in town. And they're saying, you know, I'm looking for a heater or, you know, I'm having problems with cool or with, with heating in my basement or whatever. Eric may take that opportunity to be like, you know what? This organization, I had a wonderful experience with them. Not yes. only does does their product work great, but their customer support is is wonderful. And, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. Right. Well, honestly, that's what happened. Right. I mean, I, you know, as you all know, I live in Denver. Right. So it's chilly here in the wintertime and uh, uh, space heaters are, are a thing. Right. So uh, sure enough, I was talking to my family members as well as my neighbors and, and, and both my wife and I repeated the entire incident to all of them. And, and so now that that vendor out there has at least eight or ten people that have heard great news about them. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Karan, I'd like to ask you, uh, being on the front lines, um, what are you and your team seeing or hearing as far as our customers responsive when we're asking how we're doing, or does it need to be a part of a normal conversation and we kind of slip in, hey, can you give us a rating situation? How does that typically work? Where are you successful with that? Well, honestly, on, on the front line, what we see is a, the, the customer be a lot more transparent and a lot more honest with their experience very upfront, like at the at, at ground zero. Right. So if, if they didn't have a good experience with let's, I'm just giving an example, let's just say they had a, a, a migration that we were working on for servers and they felt that it didn't go well. They're typically pretty, pretty honest to tell you upfront exactly <laughs> what what it is. But also at the same time, you'll you'll have a, a, a customer ju- just whose psyche just works differently. They're not going to address you up front. They would rather. Um, not have a confrontation right there and they feel a lot more comfortable hiding under the veil of a, a survey that's anonymous mm-hmm. where they can provide the, the the feedback i feel that it's a i feel it's a necessary evil to have yeah. a survey to utilize ai to be able to affect um what feedback we get from that customer i, I think you need both because the the world is so varied right mm-hmm. so many people have so many different approaches as to how they view and respond to customer service, um, even for ourselves. Um, one of the biggest things that I like to do for my for my team is ask them to put themselves in the shoes of the consumer. Put yourselves in the shoes of the customer. What was your experience like and how would you like to be treated the next time that you have an opportunity to give service to a customer? Mm. Um, and, and it really changes your perspective about um, how you treat that person, how you treat sure. that company. It's not just you representing your company and that company helping the other company in its representation. It is much bigger than that. And they appreciate it. Absolutely. I, th- I think, um, you know, putting yourself in, in their shoes is important. And then just like what I was saying earlier, when I deal with services on uh, through the phone, I'm always, uh, you know, even if I go into it very frustrated about something, the person on the other line is just trying to help me. Right. Whether they're able to help me or not may be a different discussion, but all this, all their job is to do is to help me. So if they make a mistake or if it takes a little bit longer or whatever, I'm just trying to be patient with them because I know that when people call me, sometimes sometimes you're saying that this is a blue device and what I'm hearing is this is a black device, right? For whatever reason, right? So so when I'm dealing with customers, I try to be patient. So I think being a service provider myself. I've learned to how how to to listen better, as well as to say, "Hey, this poor person on the other end, he's expecting a certain level of service from me, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, right? It's irrelevant to them, regardless. 
Yep. Yeah, regardless yep. of how you feel. Exactly. Yep. So I definitely think, you know, that, that personal touch does does bring a lot into um, what we give to customers, right? And, and things like even things like our podcast that we're doing now, right? Where a customer, you know, before we started doing the podcast, you know, years ago, I mean, I, this wasn't as transparent uh, to our customers as it is now, right? Now, especially with the podcast and, and even webinars that we do, uh, I feel that we have more of a work, a good, you know, a working relationship with our customers and our audience, right? Where the customers or, or, or really just anyone who listens to our podcast can actually engage with us uh, a little bit more easier, right? And, and maybe have, you know, listen to these podcasts, kind of understand, um, you know, a little bit more what we do at a personal level. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, and, and look, to follow up on that, um, <laughs> I relate a lot of how we have to be uh, with our customers, with our prospects, with uh, peers or, or people also in the industry. Um, it, it's really an art to being a good listener. Um, it's very similar to any critical or personal relationship you have, you know, whether it's a spouse, a significant other, a child, um, or just a best friend. Um, you know, you're very, you, you appreciate when somebody conveys that they've heard you, Right regardless of what they can do, if they can fix it, sometimes you just have to be that listening ear. A lot of times, uh, I know Karan and his group run into a situation to where they, the customer will take 15 minutes to talk about how bad it is, but it right. took us 30 seconds to actually fix it, right? And so they just need to sometimes just to, to let go of all the tension uh, and, and frustration that the issue that we have to fix may have caused, or it may actually be something other that's influencing that situation. And to Eric's point earlier, you just have to be patient and you have to be a good listener. And, you know, I, I'm always preaching, you have to listen to help and not listen to speak, right? Uh, if you do that at home, if you do that with your important critical relationships, uh, you're, that those relationships tend to go well. It's no different than in the professional world. And when we make uh, ourselves available for people, whether it's 30 seconds or 30 minutes, um, they tend to, to, to feel that we appreciate and understand and empathize with them. Um, and then we're able to, to earn their trust. They keep coming back to us. They keep renewing. Um, and it's a, it's a win-win situation. So I, I just wanted to reiterate that point of no matter how they get to us, Will, social media, podcasts, websites, phone calls, emails, social, uh, everything, um, we just need to be good listeners. Uh, and when we do, it pays dividends that last sometimes forever. Absolutely. 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 So is there anything? So I think we're running up to around a little, little over 30 minutes, which is kind of our sweet spot on podcast. Is there anything that we want to, you know, in terms of starting to wrap up? I think, Bart, you, you've hit it on the head uh, in terms of kind of what great customer service looks like. Um, any closing remarks before we start wrapping things up? Um, for me, I would just, again, thank you guys for having us. Uh, again, being a non-technical topic, uh, I know it's a little uh, outfield for you guys, but thank you guys, Will, Eric, and Mike, for having us today. Uh, I know me and Karana really appreciate it. Uh, again, being my first time out here, thank you guys for the for the time. And uh, I, I really hope people understand how passionate we are about customer experience, just like we are innovative and creative with all the products we, we offer at Venue. So uh, thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. No well, guys, it was a fun one. We'll definitely be posting this up. I'll try and get this out today. Uh, today is um, June 16th, so I'll probably get this out later today. And please, um, you know, if you if you listen to our podcast, review and rate us on the iTunes store. We're also available on TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and I promise Spotify is coming soon. And if you would like to interact with us, 
uh, with our with a podcast staff. You can always send an email to podcast at venue.com. And also uh, something new on our website, if you go to uh, venue.com slash podcasts, uh, you can actually, there should be a button on the upper uh, left-hand side that you can click and actually, uh, it's a form that you can interact with us without having to send an email. So you can give us, you know, suggestions on what you'd like to hear us talk about, maybe uh, engage with us. Uh, and that goes to myself, Michael, and, and Eric. So please uh, use that if you wish. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from people. Yep. Enjoy the podcast and be on the lookout for the next one coming up. Take care, everyone. Thank you.